It's the Heart of a Fighter show. Welcome back. Thanks for listening. I hope this one finds you guys doing great. Man, and it's a great day to talk rap. I'm your coach, Coach Johan. Every blue moon, another veteran artist will drop an amazing album. And I will sit here and do my rap album impressions for you guys. Every day in the gym, I am an amateur DJ. I'm on Pandora. I'm on my apps. I'm skimming through songs. I go from listening to the heavy, right, and Jet, one day to listening to Bobby Womack, the next, Rage Against the Machine, a a mainstay up in the gym, to a number of fucking guys. I can't even name them all, right? Then all of a sudden, I'll have Queen on one day, Santana. I just listened to the new Homeboy. What's his name? Everlast. He got an album. I'll probably do an impression about that, even though it's way late. Guys, I'm listening to all kinds of music to keep my folks and my trainees pumped up when we're working out, right? If it ain't reggae, it's definitely going to be some hip-hop or some good rock. You know, it might even be old school point is anything that gets the blood flowing i'm all about it and in that vein on my radar on all our radars the carter five yeah we are giving a nice veteran album from a veteran artist and this one is a little bit different for me anyways wayne happened Dwayne or wayne lil wayne happens to be one of my most one of my favorite artists straight up And it's mainly because he doesn't really like or participate in the mainstream pop rap idea, right? But then again, he's mainstream as fuck. And some people can make an easy argument that he ushered in a new type of mainstream hip-hop. But the man himself, right, representing as an artist, doesn't prop up the mainstream. He does whatever he wants, especially with regards to rap. And that's why, you know, I got to give him a listen. I love Lil Wayne. I love his shit. I have for a very, very, very long time, you know. Uh, 2006, 2005, this dude dropped a bunch. I have some intimate knowledge on this guy, right? Because at periods and transitional periods in my life, I found myself downloading a lot of music. And... He was mega, stupid, ultra, fucking prolific at the time I was downloading music. And I learned a lot about him as an artist and how prolific he was and just how good of a rapper he actually is. And the thing with him that I like is that he is as he's better than it appears that he is. Right? It's almost like he's so malleable and creative enough that he can provide a mainstream rap song and product to everybody who needs it and wants it because that's how you get the money in. That's how you get your name out there because I'm that versatile. At the same time, you don't have to lose what makes you good. Right? Here's a guy who's literally given up getting an education when he was a kid to fucking rap. And he because of things like that became mega fucking prolific and 
that's one of the things I do wholly respect about his work ethic, right? You talk about 2006, you're talking about mixtape after mixtape after mixtape after collaboration, collab, collab with a ton of artists, most of them on the East Coast and Midwest, but he was trying to collab with everybody and their mother. And there's a few themes that I personally noticed in every Lil Wayne album. So when you're talking Lil Wayne, I just happen to be one of his probably bigger fans. Which, I mean, I say that now and it even surprises me. But the man is, is I think, one of the most respectable artists ever across musical lines. I don't mean that. I don't say that with, um, it's with extreme hyperbole. But I also mean it a lot. You know how we do, guys. The five sections of our rap impressions. The intro. The trends that this artist touches on with his music. The case, the Carter Five and how, what type of rap trends does Lil Wayne bounce to, allude to on this work. I do general thoughts on this as a standalone piece of art. Number four, we look at a meta breakdown of the work and how it fits in with all modern hip hop and modern music. And then I number five, I go to the best lyric on the entire thing. So it was Lil Wayne. Like I said before, mega prolific. When he um and, and another thing that I do happen to have like a personal affinity for is like he's my age. So he's born in the early 80s. He's like 36 or something like that. So he's close to my age. So I have a lot of relatability to his music. And, well, again, when I, there was a time and trans, a heavy transitional period in my own life where I was listening to a lot of music and trying to sort things out for myself, my future, all that soul searching. And a lot of his music was mega creative. He would rap over, and this is something that he actually still does, but he he would, he and Manny Fresh would rap over other folks' beats, and he would freestyle on them. And he has, if you guys go back and look, like 10 albums that are mixed, straight up mixtapes where he's freestyling off the top of the head to a score of resampled beats that Manny Fresh created. And he there's videos of him back in the day. In his dungeon. With Birdman. Right? Even though this shit pops off now. Rapping. And he's doing it off the head. You can tell. It's fucking a legit freestyle. Like it's a real freestyle. And the way that he raps now. Is still very much in kind with a freestyle. One of the reasons I hate Kanye West as an artist. As a rapper, is I think he's way too polished and manufactured. I, for one, personally believe nothing the man says and never have in any of his rhymes. I don't think he has any authenticity and never did. I never understood why people liked him so much. I think he's a brilliant producer, but I don't need to bore you guys on why I dislike him. I think you already know. But I think he's the worst mainstream popular rapper of any notoriety because I think he's polished. To a T. I don't think there's any grit or any authenticity to almost anything he raps about. And never has been. Really, there's some things, right? 
But I also think he sat there, he wrote his lines, he erased it, he wrote it again, he erased it, and he did that 42 times. Anybody can do that. And that's what I don't respect. Well, listen to him, and then you listen to someone like Wayne, you can tell he doesn't do that so much, right? And then there's gradients of skill in between where an artist will either completely freestyle or write it once and let it go. Write it a couple times and let it go, right? So I feel like there's this gradient from where there's freestyling and battle rappers to Kanye West, where it's just constantly rewritten over and over again. And you can tell the authenticity of it. You find the poetry in there. And that's why I feel like Kanye has none. And a guy like Wayne has a ton because he stays close to his original package form of freestyling, which I personally find stupid gratifying in the means of hip hop. The man's still a poet and he does it a little differently. So guys, those mixtapes being fucking awesome. The Drought, The Drought 2, 3, um, Gangsta Grills, DJ Drama. He had a bunch of those. He, I, There's a bunch of, of, he did Dedication, The Dedication 2. Um, he did the one where he is likening himself to Pac back in the day. He does all these mixtapes. The Leak, which was actually relatively new. It's like 2015. I bought those. I bought albums of his. I bought Carter. I had Carter 3 and 4. I listened to 2, a little bit of 1. Um, I even bought his rock album. Where the one dope-ass song on there was with Eminem. And I, the, needless to say, I'm quite the... Historian on the man's work And I fucking love I, I fucking love it What can I say There is no more creative Man in hip hop Mainstream hip hop That is as brave and creative as he is Period He's the bravest and most creative Mainstream Holy mainstream rapper There is Period Not saying he's the most veteran Or even the most skilled But I think if you give him the platform to say, okay, go, just do skilled technical rapping. He could keep up. And at the same time, if you said, hey, do just mainstream shit, don't be technical. He could keep up. Do street shit. He's got something for that. You know, do gangster shit. He's got something for that. He's got a little bit of everything. So where does the authenticity lie? I think it lies really in his ability to, yeah, turn hella phrases and make... Wordplay look pretty easy, right? He's the catchphrase kind of king. I remember a few years back, there was a thread on Twitter, and it's like, um, finish a sentence with Lil Wayne, like the way Lil Wayne would. And people were coming up with, you know, off the top of the head, Zephyr Cap. Off the top of the head, ball cap, or some shit. You know, he kind of coined all of those phrases and 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 comparisons, kind of those 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 hyperbolic metaphors. That was him. He took it way too damn far, though, right? He started making everything these metaphors. You know, pistol pistols popping like they're sitting in the skillet, things like that. But it really shows an almost near ineffable ability to rap if you can turn a phrase that easily and that quickly and that to me is where Wayne 
shines. That's his brand. That's his trademark, right? He's on brand when he's turning hella phrases, when he's rapping about street shit while turning phrases. He is at his core of of the highest echelon of veteran fucking rappers, right? From that second or third generation, past the golden age of hip hop, into the new newer age of hip hop, but sans millennial, right? He's that guy. Kinda like Kanye, but if Kanye could actually rap. Yo, so on a topical note or like on a trendy note, this album is is dope for the following reason. Because it's another foray into Wayne's creativity. He's constantly experimenting with hip hop. He experiments with subgenres of hip hop in a way no other mainstream artist is brave enough to do and put their name on. Right? I don't see Jay Z doing super experimental shit. You don't see Eminem had a new one, Wiz Khalifa has a new one, even the younger guys, you don't see Drake, they stick to brands. Well what I really adore about Wayne shit, right? I just love it. It's his ability to stick to brands, but them brands ain't shit you know about. You gotta really look for it. They're Easter eggs. And there's a couple of things that he does on this thing, on this joint, that actually stray from his his brands and is far more topical. So his is a lot of singing on this album. A lot of singing. A lot of singing. What can I say? I mean, I think that's the thing nowadays is rappers sing way too fucking much. Um, and on one hand, you could say that that's a way to experiment with the genre and with hip-hop is to sing, even though you don't know how to hit a note to save your life in a real way, right? Unless you got that auto-tune or some shit. But in another sense, yeah, that's experimental. And I guess it could be something that rappers try, but it's also that something that they're all doing nowadays, right? The, young, the youngsters are all trying this shit. And I just feel like uh, there's not really, I mean... Slug does it, he sings, but he actually tries to sing, and it sounds off-key when he does it, and that's his thing, and he'll actually say in his songs from Atmosphere Slug, you know, if he's, he's looking for his notes, and that's because he, being a very veteran rapper and not as famous, he and, and Ant, his producer of Atmosphere also, those guys will actually use live instrumentations when they're recording and producing fucking music. And so he'll sing as a way to experiment. Well, Wayne does it in that totally poppy way that most rappers are trying, and there's a lot of that on this one. Too much fucking singing. There's like seven songs, I want to say, that all sing. Singing, uh, you know... I'm good. Like, stop fucking singing. Like, why? Do you guys like this? Do you like men and women, especially men who can't sing, to sing in general? Like if you were at church and there were some hymnals and everyone's supposed to sing those and the dude next to you couldn't sing, do you just give them 
do you just say, okay, he's praising the Lord in his own way and you're good? Or would you rather him just sing a little quieter? I don't know. I feel like rappers just stop fucking singing. Just rap real good. And if you're going to sing, like, be authentic. But what's with the rap singing? I mean, thanks, Drake. So this work overall is, it doesn't feel like a Carter album. So a long time ago, Wayne did an interview. He did, I mean, he does a million, but I remember reading it, right? And he said, man, this was right before the Carter 3 came out. And he said, oh, I can go on. I want to do five Carters, six Carters. If I just do Carters, I'm happy with my career. Setting the tone for, like, again, his fucking brand, right? When he says, fuck Gucci, I wear truck fit. Again, he's sticking to a brand that's not mainstream. So I felt like, okay, he's doing that with the Carter. The Carter is his fucking brand. That's non-mainstream. And every time he dropped a Carter album, it felt like it. This is Wayne shit. This is only something that eclectic, semi-emaciated... Dread from New Orleans could come up with. This dude is the most creative rapper on deck right now. And because of that, his shit knocks. But this one felt less like a Carter album. It felt more like a Drake album. Like he was teaching, like he had a class to teach Drake how to do Drake shit. Right? Like, Drake adopted this style and did his albums. It sounds very much like a... not. It just doesn't feel like a Carter album to me. But that being said, it's still very well produced. He uses Manny Fresh a lot less. I think the only song that he used Manny Fresh in was, like, one of the later ones. Um, it was uh, deep on the, on the track list, like, 16, 17. It is a long-ass fucking album, and I did see this written, and I have to agree with it. It's way too damn long, and there's some songs on there that are really not necessary, and they're sing-songy. I'm good. I, I could use less of that, but it wouldn't be a Carter album unless it was kind of long. Carter 4 wasn't that long. It just had the fire, and what was also unique about the Carter 4 was like, he did those three songs that were an interlude, an intro, and outro, and he had hella rappers on there, right? He had, um, who was it? Was it Jadakiss, Tech Nine, Three Andre Three Thousand, Nas, Busta Rhymes, all these dudes, and it's not on the CD. Most of them aren't on the CD on the cover listed. And it's just like these guys are doing their thing. I love that. It's like a surprise. It's another Easter egg that he does. On this one, he actually does a little something creative too. Like he has Nicki Minaj on there who just had her shit drop. Um, she has He has his daughter on there on one of the tracks. He has people on there, but mostly they're singing. Like, you don't really hear a lot of people come in and rap. He has Snoop Dogg on there, which is like, huh? You don't picture them two working together too much at all. But he has Snoop Dogg on a song, and yeah. He takes all these artists that, in their own right, have their own gravitational pull. 
And instead of them doing what you think they're going to do, he has them do something else that they're creative at. And that just allows those artists, even if they are O, double O, triple O Gs like Snoop, have to keep up creatively and fluid and flexibly with Wayne. And I love that he did that, to have the the creativity in mind to say, hey, we're going to do something different. You're not just going to come out here and spit your 16 or 32 like you always do. It's going to sound a little different. It might be repetitive or it might be sing-songy, but I want you to do this. That is fucking dope. Excuse me. That's dope. And I do like that a lot. The other thing, um, this is one thing that I should have put in the other section, but this is pretty topical, is rappers, especially OG rappers, are getting mega personal. But if you've ever listened to Wayne's shit from a long time ago, he's always been somebody with this clandestine past that nobody seems to know about at large, but is deeply troubled, right? He mentions in bits and pieces, he quips about... You know, putting crack in his in his mouth and and peddling dope when he's a kid, about dropping out of school when he's a little boy, about you know what he says is being part affiliated with with whoever these street guys are, being in what was called a black mafia. He leaves all these more Easter eggs lying around for us to pick up on. But also things with his mother. And that's where the first track is. It's called I Love You Dwayne. And it's supposedly Sita. He calls her Sita. But it's his mom saying how much he loves. She loves her son. And it's deeply personal. And it sounds very authentic. And on these songs, here's the lollipop, lollipop rapper, l- 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 lick me like a lollipop, right? And now you get an album where his mom's on there. Like, who has that kind of dichotomous relationship with their art? Where one minute they're fucking doing the poppy shit, right? And then the next, they're able to bring in their mother to be very deep. And even towards the end of the album, of the cut where she's talking about, oh, did he mean to shoot himself in the chest or not? And then that precedes the song where he talks about putting a pistol to his chest and trying to shoot for whatever fucking reason. Here's a guy who tells Katie Couric, like, hey, I can put lean in my cup because I'm a rapper. That's what I do. And just being okay with it. And nobody trips. Nobody fucking trips. And when he doesn't support Black Black Lives Matter, right? Nobody fucking stops buying his shit. And thus is the pull of Lil Wayne, right? It's a dude, he's like Marshawn Lynch on the rap, on the rap, uh, atmosphere. The, uh, he's able to do whatever he wants because he's a free spirit. And where else in the world can you just be a free spirit than in hip-hop and say whatever the fuck you want as a poet, right? That's the truest sense of the form. So overall, I think it's not really a Carter album. I'm a little disappointed by that. But the level of quality of this bitch, it knocks. I couldn't pull myself away because I wanted to find more Easter eggs. I wanted to find more tidbits. Would he talk about being a kid in New Orleans in the third, what is it? Fifth ward, 13th ward, whatever ward. What the fuck is a ward? I'm from California. 
Is he going to come out and talk about this some more? Is he going to talk about the relationship with his mom? Why is she on this track? It's like Kendrick when he was talking about his papa on that one track on Damn. Intensely personal. And I love when guys do that. Um, so while it was, it didn't feel like the Carter, it felt like the Carter, like, you know, not the Carter 5, but maybe like the Carter fucking prequel. Or some shit. You know? It felt like a... Because he doesn't always rap throughout the whole joint. It's very sing-songy. But then sometimes he comes with a hard spit. um, Like on the middle track. Uh, I forget which one it's called. But in one of the middle songs, he, co- he goes hella hard on it. And the last thing I wanted to mention is Uproar. That's the one that's done by Swizz Beats and arguably the most. There's a DJ Mustard cut on there too, but I think Swizz Beats is the oldest and most veteran and most popular producer, and it's on Uproar. All I can say is the most produced track is to me the most shit track on this cut. A cut that is very well produced, that is very like evolutionary, evolutionary of Lil Wayne's style and his maturity as a man and as a father, by the way. Here's the guy who's becoming more of a father. The worst cut on there is that uproar uh, with Swizz Beats. I thought it was terrible. I thought it was horribly poppy. And you want to bet which one's going to get the most fucking radio play? Probably uproar. This one fits in. There is not really a big meta here, guys. Other than to say, um, a lot of OG rappers are coming back. And what I mean by OGs is I just mean veterans. Typically, I like to break my rap hip-hop into sections of, like, the 80s rappers could more likely be associated with each other. 80s to like the golden age which was like 92 then you saw conscious hip-hop start to take off and then that transformed at the beginning of the millennium then kanye west and black eyed peas in 2015 to now these different eras and i feel like the eras before 2000s where rappers started planting their flag before then where to the end where people would call 50 cent the last real you know street guy that became a rapper and what they mean in the mainstream sense. Of course, there's a lot of dudes now. But they call that, and that's like 2000-ish. That era before that, if rappers were planting their flags and getting radio play, for me, that is kind of like the third golden age of hip-hop to me. And that's the era that I grew up in that I spend a lot of time reminiscing about when I think of the best fucking hip-hop. And Wayne, Nas, J, M... And th- those guys, especially with regards to this year, those guys coming out with cuts just—it just makes me, uh, makes me fucking all giddy, all happy to hear that these guys are coming back and saving a genre of music that I feel is um, in need of saving. Right? Um, one of the things that Wayne doesn't do and this one that I always thought was special to him 
was that other rappers are actually trying a lot more is he usually has a popular song that has no chorus, no hook. It's just him rapping for and riffing for fucking three minutes straight, right? So it was like there was a cut called Oh No on the Carter 2. There was a cut called, um, it was, was it Lollipop? It was six foot, seven foot on the Carter 3. On the Carter 4, there was a couple uh, in the beginning of the Carter 4. But on this one, not so many. I don't think any. And I, his MO usually is just rap and no chorus. Right? like Kind of like Kendrick is want to do. And he didn't include one of those, I don't think. So these are my first impressions. So if I have a chance to go over it again... Like, if I was going to review it, I would look for that. Because that's another Wayne Easter egg that usually he does. And I think that, conversely, that's what rappers today are doing that he didn't do. I found my mama's pistol where she always hide it. I cried, put it to my head, and thought about it. Nobody was home to stop me, so I called my auntie. Hung up, then put the gun to my heart. And pondered too much was on my conscience to be smart about it. Torn apart about it, I aimed where my heart was pounding. I shot it, and I woke up with blood all around me. It's mine. I didn't die, but as I was dying, God came to my side, and we talked about it. He sold me another life, and he made a profit. The emphasis on profit—that's the most personal lyric. I don't really need to say much more than that. The Carter 5, I'm welcoming a new Carter. I can't wait for another fucking mixtape in between. I hope he goes back to his mixtape roots because I feel like if everybody listened to the Wayne shit where he's on the mixtape, they would have 10, 20, 100 times more respect for the man as an artist. But the Carter 5, to me, is a is a, is a a deep dive, experimental, Frankenstein... Of an art where lyricism and veteran savvy, right, of an adept rapper come together. And it's underneath kind of a blanket that's well-crafted and easily digestible for youngsters. And I think that's poignant because he's the only veteran rapper that's still like in his mid-30s. So that's definitely to be mentioned. Um, and noted overall I, I I love it I'll probably I like that I'm confused by it because it makes for easy listening to go back and listen to it again and again and again rather than saying like oh I like track five but seven through ten are garbage I like 12 and I'll actually be able to go back and listen to track after track and be able to pull something from everything so overall little jumbled. Definitely creative as fuck, and when something, especially in hip-hop, is creative, it's Wayne. And if it's Wayne and creative, me personally, I'm all for it. It pushes hip-hop forward, makes it more progressive, makes it far more palatable than just sticking to one unidimensional, you know, street fucking album. Weed fucking album. Nah, this one goes, you know, money, bitches, and... Gucci this and that album 
Nah, instead, this one is creative. It forces hardcore hip-hop heads to dig a little bit deeper, challenges them, and it doesn't leave out you new booty, new generation millennials. Can't forget y'all because you guys co-sign, consign, and you buy up all the good shit, some of the bad shit, but you buying up all the hip-hop. So, that's a good thing. Carter Five, Lil Wayne, it's all of these things in a package, very fucking clean. Yeah, cop it. I'm going to wrap there, guys. This one went long, but that's my rap album impressions. I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Take care.